This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now live from Studio C, it's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. What it is, BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play back in Studio C for the time being, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Wednesday, July 20th, wherever and however you have chosen to connect. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside, uh, let me check my notes here. Could it be? Jerem Jordan. Um, it's Jaron now. Oh, sorry. Uh, Jaron. changed it just to line up with Jaron Hall. But yeah, great to be here. Uh, worked one day on Monday, had enough. So we uh, played some golf yesterday. Shout out to uh, the corporate sponsorship team at uh, the, the Y. Mm-hmm. Had a great time out there. David Nixon's group won. David can play, man. Uh, Chad Lewis was in that group. So can Chad. Jaron Hall can play, according to David Nixon, um, which is awesome. And uh, two other dudes who were tremendous. So they dominated. They shot a, fi- a, s- a five-man scramble 53. Woo, 53. That's pretty good. That's, uh, that's, that's amazing. Cue all of the questions from everyone watching. Well, how legitimate of a 53 was it? Were those really all birdies and eagles? I trust Chad. I'm not so sure I trust <laughs> David at the same level. But uh, pretty impressive stuff. And it was, it was fun to be out uh, at Cedar Hills Golf Course. Clint Sataki had his baby yeah. uh, Sunday. Kimberly was kind enough to let him go on a play. Tuesday, I was like, wow. She that's was still awesome. in the hospital. Okay. He left he, the he hospital made... to go to this tournament when and it... then went back to get discharged. <laughs> when it's your fourth <laughs> and the kid's 15 years uh, younger or something. Timberly's the real Different MVP. Rules. Yeah, exactly. She's the real MVP. Wow. Hey, here's your show lineup, an MVP one for sure. And it should be a good one given this is our first show in, not kidding, almost a month. It's been basically a month. Yeah. T- uh, four, Media day. Four weeks exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> go back to June 22nd. Mm-hmm. So why not come out firing, including this? Is the Big 12 conference really in a better place than the Pac-12? We as BYU community think that, yeah, sure, the Big 12, more teams. Is it as clear-cut as we think it is? The man who broke the news about USC and UCLA leaving the Pac-12 for the Big Ten, John Wilner of the San Jose Mercury News will join us live to discuss that. And who is the Pac-12 targeting potentially to add to the conference? Plus, a fifth-round draft pick in Major League Baseball, Andrew Pintar, joins us as well. Is he going to uh, make the jump, or is he going to come back to BYU? We think he's pretty much gone, but who knows? I want to we got to ask him. I want to hear that uh, bonus number, then, then we'll help we him gotta ask him. Yeah. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Two more Cougar players were drafted yesterday. Baseball players, that is. Pitcher Nate Daly to the Rays in the 13th round. Kenzie Kerber, a big fan of that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, 404th pick. And pitcher Cooper McKeon to the Royals, 16th round, 475th pick. It's been 20 years since BYU had four picks in the 20-round version of the draft. Pretty awesome. An unforgettable 2022. Continues for Courtney Wayman of BYU Women's Track and Field. She's now advanced into professional ranks. She's running in the World Championships, the Steeplechase Final today, 10.45 p.m. Eastern in Eugene, Oregon, for those that care to pay attention. Wayman's heat time last Saturday, seventh fastest of the day, securing her a spot in today's final race. This is the World Championship. I mean, legit. She's one of the top eight in the world at that event. Alicia <laughs> May Mateo, the golf team, qualified for the U.S. Women's Amateur. I'm going to say that in golf. I would say amateur. Normally, I say amateur when it's golf. Mm -hmm. In Washington on August 8th through the 14th 
In the USGA qualifier in Hawaii, she shot a 73 to tie for second. Congratulations to Alicia. All rise and shout. It is time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending presented by Tim Daly Ford, part of the Tim Daly Outdoor Group serving Utah since 1968. Okay, Jerem, like I said, we're coming out firing today. The Big 12 and the Pac-12. I know a lot of BYU fans feel like the Big 12 is clearly in a more secure position than the Pac-12 just based on the number of teams alone. But we need to dive deeper. Do teams alone mean you're in a better spot? We need to dive deeper. Which conference is in a quote-unquote better position right now? Is it the Big 12 or is it the Pac-12? Seems, seems like it's the Big 12. That's my opinion. But uh, recently the pendulum has swung in the conversation about conference realignment including from John Wilner of the San Jose Mercury News, who will join us in the, the next, uh, next segment. He is basically the media voice of the Pac-12. Like, he covers the league more than anybody else at, at the highest level. He's the Pac-12 insider. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And broke the news, like you mentioned, of USC and, and UCLA to the Big Ten. So it's not a unanimous feeling that, that, that the Big 12 is the, uh, uh, the conference in a better position. In fact, John Wilner said this uh, yesterday. Two things equally true. One, the Pac-12 schools are together until they aren't. Mm -hmm. Two, the Big 12 isn't as valuable to potential media partners as the Pac-12's upheaval makes it appear. Mm. Interesting. Also adds, none of the people who actually know what they're talking about in the media rights space think there will be a significant difference between the Pac-12 and the Big 12. That's interesting. And their valuations, essentially how much money they're going to get. So they're going to come and they think at a similar number. Similar. And none will approximate the Big Ten and the SEC. They just won't. <laughs> okay. They just won't. As you mentioned, we'll talk to John Wilner next segment. Can't wait for that. Stuart Mandel, also a friend of the program, said, The Pac-12 is the league more recently rated, but it still has the two most valuable brands in either league, in Oregon and Washington. And the Pac-12 has a TV deal coming up a year sooner. They're negotiating right now until August 4th. He adds, the ability to provide 10.30 p.m. Eastern games every week because they're largely on the West Coast. Well, we're used to that time. Not clear to me, says Stewart, why the Big 12 thinks it's better off on its own. As opposed to adding Pac-12 teams, right? So th this is interesting. So to answer your question. Yeah, I, again, I, which conference I, is the better position? I do believe the Big 12 is because the Pac-12 is just rated, so it feels like there's a cavity there. But if the Pac-12 is all together, which at the moment seems like they are, then they're okay. They can survive. Will they thrive, though? I, d I don't think so. I think the Big 12 needs a couple Pac-12 teams to compete for third among the five. Like, the ACC feels like it's in a good spot because it's back east, because they've got Clemson. They've got a TV deal till the year 2089. <laughs> yeah, I think it's 35, 36 realistically, <laughs> right? But, like, ACC feels like it's in a good spot. Being on the East Coast, more advantageous financially than the West Coast from a TV perspective, right? So it, it really is interesting because, uh, and I've been gone and, and, yeah, hearing everyone's opinions, I want the, the option of Arizona State, Arizona, Utah, Colorado, in the Big 12, now you've secured west of the Mississippi, essentially. Now like, you're the third 16-team conference. Right. Let's do it. And there is strength in numbers. There, yes. You do need quality. Like, there is, there is this thought, and we'll talk about it later in, in the whip around, about uh, someone saying, hey, BYU and San Diego State to the Pac-12. 
So it's like, wait, isn't, hasn't that ship sailed with BYU? We were told about a year ago that the Pac-12 was talking to BYU. I don't know how serious those discussions were. We'll talk to John Wilner. Maybe he knows. But there's always been this tiff, right, with the, the intellectual Stanford and Cal liberal mindset and the conservative religious-based BYU. They've always clashed. There have been issues going back to the 60s and so on. It didn't feel like that was a, big, a good cultural fit. Big 12 is very, uh, fits very well with what BYU is, right? Uh, you know, red states, Christian, uh, similar mindset that way. In the end, we're talking about athletics, but it does matter kind of who you are and what you think off the field. I'm not sure BYU is a great fit with the Pac-12, even if that had been an option. Only geographically. I think philosophically, not so much. But most of the fan base was the alumni, like, you know, the, the bigger pockets of alumni on the West Coast versus anywhere else. That was always my thought. And having grown up in the Pac-12 uh, until I moved to Utah, I was like, oh, I'd love that. Big 12 feel, feels like a good fit. BYU's in a good spot. Yeah. I, I think it's the Big 12. But I don't think the Pac-12 is as far behind no. as a lot of BYU fans and maybe Big 12 fans think. Can I make a motion to call it the Pac-10? <laughs> In 24, it will be, right? And like Until, the, the, Big yeah. 10, the Big 10 and Big 12 had not worried about that number, oh. right? Can we just that get rid of numbers inside of major conferences? Can we just all, all together do away with numbers? When we were coming up with the name for the show True Blue prior to this one way back Good in the day, grief. I proposed like BYU Sports Weekly or something. Yes. And the producer goes, don't attach that to it because then we have to do it every week. <laughs> But, like, the Big 12 doesn't care that there aren't 12 no. members in it. Can we just go to the Southwest Conference? It used to be the Southwest Conference way back in the day. Let's just call it the Southwest Conference. We're doing the SWAC again? Yeah, sure. Al- you know? Athletic Conference? Yeah. Yeah, call it, call it the PAC, whatever. The Pacific Conference. Let's just call it awesome. the WAC. Let's go back to the Western <laughs> Athletic. Okay, I digress. Now, if I may be so bold as to make a comparison, I've been flying a lot be this bold. summer. Okay, I've been flying a lot. And so I've really started to pay attention to airlines and like how they do things and mm-hmm. handle things and like their booking procedures. And like if there's a, you know, a need for a change, like how they handle that little bit of uh, a situation or adversities. Mm-hmm. It's become clear that Delta is the juggernaut. Okay. The, uh, Delta also yes. happens to be the official airline of, uh, I think, this program, BYU yeah, and yeah. the church. So Delta's yeah, the juggernaut. No, no bias there. Okay. Delta's the juggernaut. <laughs> They're the Big Ten in the SEC. Okay, that's Delta. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of like watching every all the other airlines kind of like, you know, do their thing and try and compete and try and stay alive. Like, Back's life free, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe the ACC is the South, is Southwest. So the solid, but you know, over there, whatever. I feel like United and American are the Pac-12 and the Big 12. Very similar. Okay, yeah. so sure. close. Sure. And both threatening like, well, you might not be in existence after all. Would it? You could get bought out. Okay, I feel like get all your pilots. Yeah, it's like we took your two best pilots. So what are you gonna do now? Like it's stupid. They're both going to exist. They're both going to stay around. Um, But they're both clearly underneath the juggernaut. Will the Pac-12, ten, exist if even one team is plucked? Do they? Do they? I want to ask John this because does uh, uh, survival require expansion? Even the SEC expanded. They took Texas and Oklahoma. Even the Big Ten expanded, USC and UCLA. Then the shift moved with the Big 12 to add the four, including BYU. Yeah, the Big 12 was at eight. Right? They were at eight. They had to add. They added four, the most of anybody. Does the Pac-12 have to add to survive? Because right now they're like that Spider-Man meme that he's just holding on on both ends, right? The train. Like, what do you have to add to survive? And we're not even, again, not to, we're not talking about thriving. There's only two conferences that will thrive, and Notre Dame probably. What? Does the Pac-12 have to expand? 
is San Diego State in a position there? Star in Boise State, it doesn't sound like many people, there's not a lot of smoke there with Boise State. Yeah. Obviously, BYU getting into a league was huge for the university uh, at large. But I wonder if the Pac-12 feels like they need to expand. Can they pluck from the Big 12? Well, that's the, that's the question. Can they just go that's right the in question and go, because we want two of you. This is where it's united and American. <laughs> John at each other. It's like, well, the Pac-12 people, uh, the Pac-12 proponents are saying, well, what if the Pac-12 just plucks Oklahoma State and Texas Tech? And what are you going to do then? Now we're in a position of power. I think Oklahoma State is so excited to be the big dog finally. I, I, I don't see a situation Why would where they leave? Why would they leave? I think they love. And get lost underneath Oregon and Washington. Yeah. And we, do we really think Oregon and Washington are, if they got an invite to the Big Ten, that they aren't taking that? Who, who would get an invite to the Big Ten and not take it right now? What's the Mississippi? BYU would take it. Yeah, who's to say I think that BYU the Big Ten? Take it. Who's to say that the Big Ten even wants Oregon and Washington? Because frankly, right. if the Big Ten wanted right. Oregon and Washington, it would already would, be done. Would they have done it? It would already. already be done. And I'm not like Utah fans that think there's a realistic shot of the Big Ten or something. <sighs> like, no, BYU's going to be in the Big Twelve. Oh. In the past, I wanted a Pac-12 BYU fit. I, I with Utah. Maybe that was influenced by Utah. That's where I grew up. Like Too far Michigan. gone philosophically, right? Yeah, I, I just. But at some point, are we done with that for the survival of the league? Like, the, the bigotry on both sides, right? But uh, Big 12, in a better spot than the Pac-12, yeah. to summarize. John Willis. But I don't know that it's by that much. The, the, the Big 12 needs, I think, some of the Pac-12 to eliminate the threat of the Pac-12 doing to them what they're hoping. It feels like <laughs> risk. One's North America, one's in you know, Europe, and they're just battling yeah. um, to see who can conquer the other. We'll see, man. But I, I do love that the Big 12's on the aggressive publicly. I, I like that. John Wilner, and again, I can't wait to talk to him, he said the day after USC and UCLA announced that they were leaving for the Big 10 that the Pac-12 had the power to secure where they were going. A by, year ago. By adding BYU. And they did not do that. Again, we, we were told, rumor, I don't, it's not a report, but just we were told a rumor that BYU was chatting with the Pac-12 last year. They didn't ultimately invite. Does he still feel that way? There was not an invite, I want, an does, invitation. Yeah, does, does, does he still feel that way? That Because like, BYU's already committed? Yeah. I, I don't know the legality of BYU's uh, commitment to the Big 12. Yeah. I think it's a full commitment. I'm not sure it's a legal commitment with paperwork. It might be. I don't know. But, like, that's an interesting idea. We're just – to be clear, we're just, <laughs> just discussing an yes. idea. Yes. We're not reporting anything. Right now, right now, because of the 12 teams versus the 10 teams, then there is a slight edge to the Big 12. And that can change in an instant. Exactly. That can change so it's so a precarious fast. position. Like, yes. just be careful, right? Like, I know that BYU fans by nature, they want to beat their chest and, like, you know, walk around like, yeah, we're, we're the number three. Because we have something over Utah, temporarily at least, right? We want to use that. Does, I get it. Does the Pac-12 get on equal base. footing if they add – Let's say San Diego State and Gonzaga. They don't even. They just add all uh, sports, but, but they just don't have football. It, but they have Gonzaga basketball now. Like, does that now are they on equal ground with the Big Twelve? Just numerically, I don't know. And in the end, is it all about the TV football revenue money? Is that is that exactly what this is all about? Yes, is the answer. Mm. And we don't know those exact numbers because when Texas and Oklahoma left, the estimate was that fifty percent of the value left. So we'll see what that contract looks like. Our question of the day. Why is the Big 12 in a better position than the Pac-12? Or is it? You tell us. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation. 
on BYU Sports Nation. At KJT from Texas on Twitter answers, the Big 12 had twice the viewership for its championship and doesn't have half-empty stadiums for most of its games. The Pac-12 just lost USC, Southern California, and the market there, and 50% of its value. One league is moving forward, the other is falling apart. Okay, let Texas me make a couple Oklahoma of adjustments. leaving is let me, very similar. Yes, let me make a couple of adjustments there. The Pac-12 lost about 40% of its value. It was valued to be a $500 million deal. Uh, USC and UCLA and the LA market comprise $200 million of that. Mm. So it's 40%, not quite half. But, yeah. I, I mean, again, it's a huge shot. Yes. Also, USC and UCLA were two of the biggest uh, problematic stadium situations in, in this regard, that's, even though they're huge brands. Like, that's I feel not like a that's, big deal. It's overrated. It is. It's about it's TV revenue. Overrated. It's How about, many eyeballs can you get on a television? Yes. And of note, the Pac-12 is negotiating for 30 days its new TV deal until August 4th. Will it include the ACC? Is there an alliance with right. the ACC? <laughs> alliance. Will and they, they shook hands. That means something, said the Big Ten. They, uh, I wonder if they'll figure things out in the next two weeks. Yeah. But they don't have to have the TV deal for next year right now. They just, traditionally a year out, you would have that. Sure. By the way, the Big 12 will be doing this next summer, probably, negotiating its new deal for the league, uh, and we'll see what kind of money yeah. BYU gets. Yeah, don't read so much into the stadium thing. I know, I know, I know we that love like love a full hey, big stadium. But let's think about else. the yeah. cities involved here. Most of the cities in the Big Twelve are built around the universities. It's all about the program, including BYU. There are seventeen thousand things to do in Los Angeles other than go to a college football game. Okay, I went, I went to an empty Rams Seahawks game. There's so many things. Seahawks. It's the beach. Yeah. It's like there's restaurants. Like the nightlife is incredible. Like there are in Lubbock, you go to the game. Yeah. What else do you do if the game is happening? You're at the game, which is why those stadiums are full. Did the Big Ten care that USC and UCLA had nobody in their stadiums? No, they still invited them because they know the brand recognition. They know the power of the eyeballs. We value that more than the TV revenue. Generators. I, yeah. I get it. It's fun. It looks great on TV. It's not as big a deal as people are making it. Just out put to some be. cardboard cutouts there. All right. Just put the same color of seats <laughs> as people. Hashtag BYUSN to join that conversation. Okay, coming up, a picture of what looks like a red BYU hoodie exists. We investigate. Is it really red? And John Wilner, as promised, joins us next to discuss what is next for the Pac 12. Which teams are they targeting to potentially add? And is BYU and the Big 12 really in a better position than the Pac-12? We'll ask them all of that. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us tomorrow for a 90-minute special for the Y Awards. Athletes of the Year, Teams of the Year, Rookies of the Year, and much more tomorrow, 90-minute edition, noon Eastern, on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We argued that this was the greatest year in BYU athletics history. We're going to celebrate it tomorrow. It certainly was, no questions asked, through the first half of the year, right? And then there were outdoor national championships and <laughs> tremendous play from uh, a lot of teams. Yeah. I know people, uh, a lot of BYU fans were hung up on that, well, men's basketball didn't really pan out. It's like, were you paying the attention to everything else that was going on? It was a bigger world. Holy cow. Yeah. 
We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day -day BYU Sports play-by-play. -play. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside Jerem Jordan for the first time in four weeks. The band is back together. And the One, tweets, two, three, four! The tweets are rolling in. Is the Big 12 really in a better position than the Pac-12? You tell us. At Roberts underscore MN on Twitter answers in one word. The Big 12, he says, has stability. There isn't one school who, if they left the Big 12, would doom the conference. Well, not anymore. <laughs> well, Oklahoma State would have a rippling effect. Well, if, if the Big 12 had 10 teams, we'd be talking differently because it has 12 yes. plus Texas and Oklahoma. Strength in numbers. It's just a numbers game. Yeah, from a brand perspective, Oregon and Washington are pretty strong, right? The Big 12 is more of the, the collective, not to be confused with the donors who back NL, NIL yeah. deals in schools. The collective is good from sure. the Big 12. I would not say it's great, right? It's not the SEC in the Big 10. We all know that, but it's good. Now, Roberts underscore MN continues. You could name at least five Pac-12 schools. Anyone who leaves could cause the conference to collapse like a house of cards. I Just because it's 10? Is that why we think Maybe, that? but like, even Like but if Arizona it, and Arizona State bounce, if they it left, feels like they're in a real tough spot with only eight. But you still have the tent poles of Oregon and Washington. You still have your two biggest well, brands. here's where I think there's an issue there. I think competitively the other schools start to go, we have way more strength in numbers and quality programs total, and you your strength of schedule won't be as good. If you go undefeated, maybe you won't be in the playoff in the same yeah. way, right? I, if I'm the SEC in the Big Ten, I, I don't like that at all, that there's only eight schools there. I think you've got to get into the 12-plus the game. Although being, in, being at 10, you're still considered a power league. Just at what point do the schools that have 16 or 18 go, eight is not enough, 10 is not enough? I don't know. I feel like the Pac-12 largely hinges on whatever Oregon and Washington decide to do. It feels like that. But because, listen, even if Arizona State and Arizona are like, we're fed up with this, we're going to the Big 12, then I feel like the Pac-12 would be like, all right, we've got eight teams. The Big 12 had eight teams. Let's just go add four brands. Let's add San Diego Big 10 State. never got to eight. They got to 10. Sorry. Sorry, the, the Big 12 was at 10. They were never got done to eight. Well, they were at eight after Texas and Oklahoma announced that they were leaving. Right? Right, but they never play like there will never have been a season where there were eight Correct. Teams. But there were at the time being like it's like, oh man, there are only eight teams that are slated for twenty twenty five. Right? Like there is an eight team conference. If we don't do anything, for we like will a, have an eight team conference for in twenty twenty five. That happened. Okay. And but that's they why they moved fast. They didn't play a season. They moved fast because they lost their two big brands. Now if the Pac twelve lost Oregon and Washington and they were at eight, it would feel just like the Big 12 did, where it's like, we've got to, to add. add teams. But Boise they, State, San Diego State, Gonzaga, whatever. Like we need, we need to find the best remaining there. brands out there to just get back to a solid number of 10 or 12, right? Now, now you're the fifth best league. So Oregon Clearly. and Washington, like that, that to me feels like the house of cards tumbling. If Oregon and or Washington were like, nah, we're out. Like the Big 10 invite did come. They, they valued no. us at $100 million a year. Like we're going. Riddle me this, okay? If, if the, the four, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado, if they went to the Big 12, Pac-12 done? You're down to six. Well, now you're at six. And now then Oregon four, and Washington you're still only then Oregon and Washington are saying, like, maybe we should go to the Big 12. Maybe we Let's should. Let's shore it up. Let's go. And, I, and, and John Wilner has made this point. He said, um, you know, if there's a disparity in media deals between the Big 12 and the Pac-12, it won't be enough to justify Oregon and Washington sending their Olympic sports teams to Morgantown and Orlando, let's be honest. Seattle or Orlando is a long ways. It, will it be about – can the Big 12 in its 
uh, ploy to be more dominant and 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 you know thrive and, and step on the Pac-12 if that's the goal. It feels like both are trying to just make sure, sure. they can I- exist. Is that you have yeah? Do you have to plunder to do so? <laughs> Does the Pac-12 have to expand to survive or not? We'll we'll see, man. That's or poach, right? Or poach, right? right? <laughs> that's that's always the threat out there. Yeah. Okay, joining us now uh, is the Pac-12 insider from the San Jose Mercury News. He is John Wilner. He is on the phone with us on BYU Sports Nation. John, we know your life has been madness over the past month, so we appreciate you spending some time with us. Uh, we're discussing today it. Which conference really is in the better position, the Big 12 or the Pac-12? It feels like we're splitting hairs. As of today, July 20th, which conference is really in better shape right now overall? Is it the Pac-12 or is it the Big 12? You know, I would give the Big 12 a little bit of an advantage based on stability mostly. Uh, But I think, uh, you know, the difference in the two to me is mostly on the margins. Right. I mean, if we're assuming that the Big Ten is not going to do anything for a few years, at least, and I, I don't think the Big Ten is going to do anything until Notre Dame makes a decision on what it's doing. Right. So if you take away the potential for Oregon and Washington to go to the Big Ten, uh, I would say the difference in the two leagues is, is, is mostly on the margins. For both leagues, they need to hold the teams they've got. Right. Perhaps the Big 12 could lose two teams and, and be fine. But. For the Pac-12, does it need to expand to survive? Because the SEC expanded, the Big Ten expanded, the Big 12 then expanded, right? Does the Pac-12 need to expand to survive, or are they content, at least for the moment, with the 10? Well, you know, the big, the SEC and Big Ten expanded from positions of strength, right? The Big 12 expanded from a position of weakness because they lost Texas and Oklahoma. Yes. The Pac-12 would be doing the same. Right. So the Big 12 and Pac-12 are closer aligned in that regard than they are than either is to the the Big 10 or SEC strategically. I happen to think that the big the Pac-12 should expand uh, for a couple of reasons. The main one is I think it needs to get San Diego State and have some kind of presence in Southern California, the area, uh, you know, the the region is too important uh, recruiting-wise to not have a school within 300 miles, right? You, you wouldn't see the Big 12 not having a school within 300 miles of Dallas. So I think they need to get San Diego State for that reason. But also, you know, uh, San Diego's a top 30 market. It's a bigger media market than Salt Lake. Uh, and if you get San Diego State, then the Big, the Big 12 doesn't get San Diego State if it had any designs on that. Um, so to me, the other issue is you need inventory, right? You need games to, to provide to your media partners and you do that with more teams. So I, I think they should expand. Uh, I don't know if they will. Uh, I don't know if they're going to survive, but if they do survive, I don't know if they're going to expand. I think they should. John Wilner of the San Jose Mercury News is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Along with San Diego State, who else is out there and available that would be attractive to the Pac-12? Well, I mean, you could go to Fresno. I don't know uh, how much value Fresno brings. You know, uh, it's it's not technically part of the Sacramento media market, which is the 20th biggest media market in the country. Uh, Boise, I don't think works on a bunch of levels. If I'm the Pac-12 and I need a 12th team, I'd go to SMU. Right? They're in the American, so they're easily gettable. They're not tied to the Big 12. 
Plus, it gives you a presence in Dallas. If you're the Pac-12, it allows you to say, you know what? We are expanding geographically. We are uh, putting our flag in in Texas. Uh, you know, I don't know that SMU or San Diego State are value plays so much as they are stability and um, heft plays, right? You get bigger. There's some value in getting bigger. That's the, the issue the Big 12 is considering right now, right? Do you get bigger just to get bigger, or do you only get bigger if you can make more money? It's a good question, one they, they're currently asking, I'm sure, in the, uh, in the offices right now. When you look at what the Pac-12 perhaps didn't do uh, a year ago, is, uh, I think you've mentioned and we've been told, conversations with teams to perhaps expand and they chose not to. Um, obviously, that move is looming large now. What do you think of sort of that indecision or decision not to, I guess? And was BYU ever in the mix there? Because we, we were told by someone that there were at least conversations had with BYU about a year ago with the Pac-12. Obviously, they didn't uh, go that direction. Yeah, and I don't know what I don't know that there were conversations, and I certainly don't know what level you know those were held at if if they were. Uh, I thought that if they were going to expand last year, they should have gone after Houston. Um, they didn't because they didn't feel like they could get any value. There were no schools that were going to increase the revenue for the existing twelve members. And you could say now, well, look, they should have done it. But the bottom line is. USC and UCLA were not going to sign off on a business decision that resulted in them making less money, right? I mean, obviously the money, the money issue was pretty important to those two schools, as we have seen in the last three weeks. There's no way they were going to sign off on taking teams that were going to create smaller revenue shares. So I don't know, looking back, I don't, even if the Pac-12 knew what was going to happen, I don't know how they could have gotten it approved, right? I mean, if that's that's the issue, right? You need you need votes to to expand, and they were not going to get the votes from their two most valuable schools. I know that politically, and uh, certainly with uh, our social media driven world, the idea of BYU with Cal and Stanford in the same conference is a lot to digest. But I mean, strictly hypothetically speaking, would BYU if they did not go to the Big 12, and they went to the Pac-12, would that make a difference? If so, how, how much would that impact or strengthen the Pac-12 if BYU did go to the Pac-12 and not the Big 12? Uh, I mean, I'm assuming the big, that BYU is going to the Big 12. I don't know. You, maybe you guys have heard differently. But uh, I don't know that, that it would do a whole lot for the Pac-12. Right? It's already got the Salt Lake market with Utah. Um, so I don't, I don't really know that, that that's – that's an option. I think if the Pac-12 is going to get aggressive and try to expand and poach Big 12 teams, I don't think that's going to happen. But if it did, I would I would assume that the Pac-12 is going to go after Houston uh, and TCU. Yeah. Now, for the record, to clarify, we have not heard anything of the sort. Just trying to get a gauge on, you know, what what kind of value the Pac-12 would put on BYU if the Cougars were an option, and so. Uh, Not, I don't think very much because they've already got the Salt Lake market. Uh, BYU, uh, you know, we all know what the Pac-12 presidents think of BYU in terms of uh, not only the religious affiliation, but just, you know, the, the way the school operates. Uh, the Big 12 was more, more accepting of it. 
I, I, again, I think the Pac-12 is going to, if they try to be real aggressive, they're going to try to get the Dallas and Houston markets. With the Pac-12 right now at 10 teams as of 2024 in, in this moment, uh, do you feel like if, uh, you know, if Arizona and Arizona State or whatever were invited and accepted, a uh, Big 12 invite or whatever, that that would mean the Pac-12 is eventually going to dissolve and other teams will want to just join the Big 12? Or do you feel like at that point they could still expand and still be okay if something like that happened? You know, I just don't see a scenario in which the Arizona schools go to the Big 12 and nobody else does. Mm. Well, why would the Arizona schools do that, right? That, that doesn't make sense to me. I think either there's going to be six or eight of them or there's going to be none of them. I don't see. I don't think it's going to splinter to that degree, right? I mean, I don't. I, I just can't see that possibility. I think you know, if you're the Big Twelve, you go after, you know, the four corner schools, and Washington and Oregon, and Stanford and Cal, because I mean, the Bay Area media market is number six in the country. It's still, that's valuable. I, I don't see a scenario in which the Big Twelve only were to take two. Which schools in the Pac-12 are feeling the most heat? That they're in the most precarious position here. Uh, Washington State and Oregon State, I think, are in very precarious positions. If the conference doesn't stay together, they're, you know, uh, they're probably going to the Mountain West at mm-hmm. best, right? Um, they're not part of a. I don't think that they would be part of a package that goes to the Big Twelve. Um, you know, they need either. Pac-12 to stay intact or stay intact and uh, align with the ACC in some kind of media deal or some some kind of merger with the Big 12 kind of resurfacing. It appears dead at this point. You never know. Yeah. But Oregon and Washington State are in Oregon State and Washington State are in by far the most fragile situations. Sure. And just let me ask this one quick hitter: When do you anticipate that the Pac-12 will have an announcement on whatever they're grant of rights and, and TV media deal is? I mean, I think it'll be one of, we'll see one of two scenarios play out, right? They're in the middle of their exclusive negotiated window with ESPN and Fox that ends on August 4th. So sometime in the first half of August, 10 days of August, uh, if there's no news that either we've got a new media deal or we've got a media deal and we're expanding, if there's no hard news in early August, then I would assume that they are going to take their football and basketball inventory to the open market, and that process could take months. I mean, it's possible we won't know till November or December what's going to happen. But either it's gonna, something is going to happen in early August or it's not going to happen probably for many months. John, we appreciate the time. Again, we know how busy you are. Hopefully you got a vacation after the USC-UCLA madness. And if, if not, hopefully there's something uh, in the near future for you. Thanks a lot for having me. You got it. John, John Wilder of the San Jose Mercury News on the Pac-12. The security all, all of the Pac-12. All or nothing with, with uh, you know, plucking from the yeah. Pac-12. Yeah. Says he does not see they, a scenario. They are together currently. They are together currently. If they're not, maybe a bunch go. We'll see. Coming up, Nick Saban's in favor of sub-500 teams with good strength to schedule making bowl games. Do we like that? And we go live to our investigative team to solve the question on if a red BYU hoodie actually exists. I didn't know we had this team. This is BYU Sports Nation. Is that a Big 12 expansion? BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marisk. 
enabling global trade for a growing world. Yo, follow us on social media, please. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and the TikTok. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. It's time to whip it. The Cougar Whip Round presented by Marisk, your integrated container logistics company enabling global trade for a growing world. Today we only have one whip item. It's uh, more about getting to the bottom of something we yes. saw yesterday. A tweet from Jansport BYU, a BYU hoodie at the BYU store that in the picture looks red. What? We now go live to the BYU store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, where BYU Sports Nation investigative reporter Hema Hey Mooley <laughs> is standing by. Hema, what can you tell us? <laughs> Gentlemen, it's good to be with you this morning. I really appreciate the time. As you know, whenever there's a controversy, BYU Sports Nation is there, and we will get to the bottom of things. Now, the uh, issue at question, the controversy, if you will, happened about 15 hours ago and was tweeted onto the internet by uh, famed backpack creator and BYU fan, Jansport BYU. Now, as you know, there are several lines you do not cross in the sports world. You do not wear a Yankees hat in Boston, and you do not wear a red BYU shirt. Now, if my camera, camera woman will follow me, we have gotten to the bottom of this very, very serious issue. And if you can see here on my left are the sweaters in question. Now, I think everyone should come to the BYU store and see for themselves, judge for themselves, whether or not this is red. But in my opinion, it is pink. We have communicated with student manager Lolly, and she has confirmed that it is in fact a, a shade of pink called Jimmer Fredette Fuchsia. Uh, this is Hamahimuri, live from the BYU store. Back to you guys. Incredible investigative right, journalism well by Hema Hamuli. Well done. Thank you, Hema. Yes. It is Fuchsia. Jimmer Fredette Fuchsia. Fuchsia. That's pretty good. So let the record hey, show. And just so everyone knows, we've expanded our team. We're getting that Big 12 money early. <laughs> now we have a reporter who investigates stuff. <laughs> we haven't had this in the uh, how many years of the show? Tenth season coming up? Seriously, even, even now, I was like, man, it, is it? Is it really I dark know, like, pink? St I'm staring like my mom at the screen. Is it? Is it dark pink? It is. It's future. Yeah. I've seen it. But in like, if you ha see it in the wrong light, it looks it looks red. It just cannot be crimson. That is that is. It Correct. can't be red at all, but especially no. crimson. Yeah. Okay. It is Jimmer Fredette fuchsia. Jimmer Fredette fuchsia, <laughs> officially. <laughs> Coming up, rise and shout out to Ringers. And he was drafted in the fifth round of the Major League Baseball draft. Andrew Pintar, mm -hmm. living his best life. And how's his health? He was injured the entire season. And they still liked him enough. That's how good he is. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The best of BYU Sports Nation airs Saturdays at noon Eastern on BYU Radio and is on the podcast feed featuring the best conversations and interviews each week. To me, it's amazing that we had enough each week to even fill that. That's the goal. It's like, oh man, did we have enough? We do it each and, each and every week. Like, our guests are great. It's Did we ask good enough questions to make this an interesting conversation? Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are live in Studio C, and joining us now over Zoom is one of the four recent draftees into the major leagues out of BYU baseball, a star Batcat. He is Andrew Pintar, better known as Penny. Yo. Welcome back to the show, Penny. 
Thanks. Thanks, you guys, for having me. It's you awesome got, being here. Congratulations uh, from us here in Studio C and all of BYU Sports Nation on being drafted in the fifth round. Fifth round, baby! That's, uh, that's pretty impressive considering you were injured for a large part of the year. So what was your reaction to hearing your name and getting that call in the fifth round? Yeah, so, you know, talking with my agent, you know, we were kind of we were kind of planning on going Monday. Um, obviously, that was a lot sooner than we expected with my situation. Um, but overall, we're just, you know, me and my family, my wife, we're super grateful for my, this opportunity, you know. And it just it happened so fast. Um, but we couldn't be more grateful for the opportunity. You played in 17 games. You get hurt. It was a massive bummer uh, for all of us that watch BYU baseball because you're such a good player. What was it that the Diamondbacks maybe talked to you about? Because they probably relied on the film from the year before mostly, right? Because um, he hit 209 and 17 games. These aren't the most flashy numbers because uh, you're a great player, but they still loved you enough to go in the fifth round. Yeah, so I talked to them a lot in the fall, a um, little bit into the spring. But basically all they really went off of was last year's numbers um, when I was healthy. Um, but – you know, their, their kind of game plan moving forward is, you know, they feel comfortable enough with my injury, you know, my, my shoulder surgery I had three months ago. Um, they feel good enough with it, with rehabbing me back and getting me healthy by next year. So, that you know, that's kind of my plan moving forward. I head out tomorrow, um, and I'll just start rehabbing with them. So, Okay, so it is a very quick start here. You leave tomorrow yeah. for Arizona. Uh, how do you feel about your fit with the Diamondbacks and that organization? You know, it, it, it feels like a great fit for me. You know, if I'm talking to a lot of people, um, you know, they've, they've told me that as well, that the Diamondbacks are going to be a great fit for me. You know, my agents, they also say that. Um, and it's kind of a plus being, you know, only 10 hours north of Arizona. It's a quick drive home. You know, it's really close. Family can come visit, you know. Um, so I think it's a great fit for me. And, um, you know, I'm just grateful for the opportunity from them. You know, I, I can't thank them enough and, you know, everyone who's gotten to this point. So there is an option to play another year at BYU, but it sounds like you're going. In the fifth round, that signing bonus is probably really good. Uh, did you feel like because it was the fifth round, hey, you got to take this opportunity right now? What went into your decision to accept that draft pick? You know, obviously, like I said, we weren't really expecting to go maybe that high. We were expecting to go a little bit later on, on Monday. But, you know, they put an offer out that I think we just couldn't pass up, um, you know, and obviously being from, you know, being close to Arizona, you know, spring trains down there, we just figured it was a great fit for me and my family. So um, that's kind of what helped me, you know, make our decision, you know, really easy. So Andrew Pintar is on BYU Sports Nation. He's headed to the Arizona Diamondbacks after being taken in the fifth round. If you can, paint the picture of where you were and what was happening when you found out that they had picked you. Yeah, so um, I was at my, uh, my family's house. We, me and my wife just lived down the road from my, my parents. So we went down to my parents with my family and we were just kind of sitting on the couch, just, you know, watching, you know, the rounds go by. Um, you know, it started on noon on Monday and they just started cruising through the rounds. Um, pick after pick and you know it was like 45 minutes after the draft started I get a call from my agent saying hey you're going to be a Diamondback you know they called and made a great offer um, and basically just told me I was going in the fifth round so 
me and my family just prepared and, you know, they took a bunch of videos um, when they announced it, but, you know, it just was an awesome experience for me and my family and my wife to experience that. And, you know, I, like I said, just, we're just super grateful for the opportunity. Penny, you're a pretty even keel guy, you know, like you don't show a ton of emotion when you play the game. What were your emotions like when you got off the phone? Did you lose your mind? Like what, was it pure jubilation? It just, yeah, I just couldn't really believe it. It was just as crazy. It's like all that hard work he put in over the year. You know, I feel like for me, I feel like there's been so much bad luck with me, two shoulder surgeries. Um, you know, we were due for some good luck and I just can't thank them enough for the opportunity. Um, so I just, we were so excited. Um, but now, you know, now it's over now we move on and now I got to keep getting healthy for next year. How about four picks total from this team, including, uh, you know, fellow Spanish fork, Don, Cy Nielsen. That was awesome, man. What did you think of that? Yeah, that was awesome. I, you know, I texted him right when it happened, when he got drafted. I was super excited for him. Um, you know, this is, you know, a day of me and him have both been dreaming about for a while. And I'm sure the other two guys that got drafted, Nate and Coop, you know, and there could have been even more on this list. Um, we had a bunch of great guys on our team from last year that were draft eligible. Um, we had a really good team, and I'm really excited for the team going back this year. They're going to be really good this year as well. Let's talk about that. With a, a new now official head coach in Trent Pratt, uh, you knew Coach Mike Littlewood very well. He recruited you heavily, but Trent uh, was certainly involved in that, and Brent Herring, among others. What do you think of the shape of BYU baseball as they enter a new era under the new head coach, Trent Pratt? You know, I think they're in great shape. You know, I we – we really pushed for Trent to get the head coaching job. We knew it was right for the, the program. You know, we knew, we know he's going to be taking it in great places, um, as well as the rest of the coaching staff. I mean, they're, they're some of the best around. You know, if it wasn't for them, I would, you know, I would have never been to BYU. They gave me the opportunity to come. Um, um, I'm just super grateful for them. Um, but for sure, Trent's going to be a great head coach as well as his assistant. BYU's in great in great hands. When you say you pushed, did you go to the administration and say, hey, here's our opinion? Yeah, a group of us guys, um, really, we went and talked to the administration and said, hey, you know, we, we truly believe Trent's, you know, the best for this job. Um, we know he's ready to be a head coach. You know, we all have great relationships with him as well as the assistants. Um, you know, just that whole coaching staff's great, and they just made a new hire for the pitching coach, and I'm sure he's going to be great as well. So I'm just super happy to see, you know, where BYU baseball goes now. Have you familiarized yourself with all of the minor league affiliates that are related with the Arizona Diamondbacks? And is there, is there one that, uh, that has a nickname or a mascot that you're most excited about potentially playing for? I haven't really dove, dove too deep into it. I just know they're mostly on the West Coast, which is good. You know, I think there's one in California and one up in Oregon. Yep one in Texas and then I think triple A's down in, uh, it's over in Reno, Nevada. So, um, I haven't really familiarized like the names, but, um, I'm sure I will soon, you know, my situation is a little bit different. Obviously I'm just heading out to go, um, rehab with, you know, the team down in spring training. So at some point, Penny, I hope for your sake and for our sake, you're playing for the Amarillo sod poodles. Well, and the Vesalia Raja. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's going to be awesome. And if you, uh, when you play for the Reno Aces, you come to Salt Lake. You know, That's right. You play. Great stuff. That'd be awesome, man. Sure. Congrats. Congrats on everything. Congratulations Thank you. again. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll be following your career closely.
Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. You got Andrew Pintar on BYU Sports Nation. I've driven by the Hillsboro Hop Stadium a bunch of times because <laughs> it's on the way to the coast. The rawhide and the sod poodles. Rawhide. <laughs> Coming up, are you getting today's Elite Voice of the Day? And a rising shout out after a tough day of work on the links. This is BYU Sports. Does that even exist? Like those. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Download the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps today or download the podcast to enjoy your favorite uh, shows. Subscribe rate and review. Our question of the day, why is the Big 12 in a better position than the Pac-12 as a conference? Or is it? Because they have more teams. Our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, comes from David Lloyd on Facebook. He says, the Pac-12 is the poster child for saying, pride cometh before the fall. So, uh, at our director BYU, uh, <laughs> Greg Welch on, on Twitter said, I was waiting for the follow-up with John Wilner after he said BYU didn't, wouldn't add value to the Pac-12 to, to ask, well, do you feel that way? Because the Salt Lake market's there with Utah. Would that be the same for Utah to the Big 12? They had no value They don't add value. Well, like, that would have been a good follow-up. Why didn't you it's, message It's interesting too? because he's changed his tune a little bit. Unfortunately, we ran out of time. We should all change our tune as we yeah. learn more information. Sure. Yeah. But the day after it all happened, he said, hey, they, like, ironically enough, BYU is probably the school that, you know, they should have had that could help stabilize this conference. And they, yes. did, they didn't and, do it. And only Notre Dame is left that actually adds value to a league. Like, nobody else does. Like, Oh, we'll give you more per school per year because that talking, team's in there. We're that, talking add $100 million per year value. That, that's the value that we're talking about, right? The SEC and Big Ten. There's only one school that is, is uh, worthy of that, that lot. There's only one left ascension. that matters in okay. that combo. Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Uh, we're going to give it to all of BYU Athletics and the corporate sales team specifically for hosting the golf tournament. That's a Ton big of fun. project. Thanks again. Thanks it, to David Christen for holding it down. They did a fantastic job. Our thanks to today's guest, John Wilner and Andrew Pintar. Sorry, Dennis Pitter ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUS. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Maverick Buffo. Forgot to ask about that Pac-12 South de facto title with John Wilner as well. <laughs> Go Cougs. Oh, my God. That would have been it.